Welcome to the Franchise Fantasy Podcast. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on all my life. Just like... What's up, Garber? Dude, what's up, France? What's going on, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. No, it's been a minute. How you been, dude? I've been doing good. You ready to do this thing? I am, yeah. All right, let's jump into it. Franchise Fantasy Podcast, episode six. We got Garver on, aka the GOAT with the name change this year. Uh, let's jump into it. Why are you the GOAT? Yeah, uh, well, I'll start with the team name, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, think, tell us that backstory, too. You know, obviously, I'm sort of in contention for the GOAT within the Fantasy League. Um, 100%. And uh, Tom Brady, he just kind of fell to me in the draft. I was fine with getting him, but um, I think it's just serendipitous, and uh, it kind of made the team name for itself. He's got one final ride, you know. I've been saying for a while, it might be my final ride, who knows. <laughs> but uh, uh, a match made in heaven, so GOATs it is. It just worked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what name as all for my no go ahead. I was gonna say name all the names you've had. I'm gonna try. So it's the guy flipping the guy. Yeah, it was the guy flipping the guy for a couple years even. What comes before um, that? Do you remember? Because uh, I don't. Do we have the history right here? You, can we find out? Yeah, we can look it up. Uh here, give me a second, I'll look it up. I'm trying to think. See, if you go back, if you go back in Yahoo to past seasons, I know in like my high school league, I used to just do like uh, it just be called Showtime or something. Dante's Inferno. Oh, I was also high school. I don't know if that carried over. I think that might have carried over one year, maybe two years. There's something we're forgetting here. I'm I'm about to pull it up. Yeah. So last year I was uh, what Yang Bucks or something. Something about Yang. Oh, that's right, um, Yang Gang or whatever. Yeah. Ah, this doesn't have it. Freedom Dividend. Um, no, this doesn't Yeah, and I was the flipping dude for a long time. Yeah, for um, sure. But it was ready for a change. So, all right. Yeah. So, we've kind of... The short list of goats is pretty much you and Henry. You both have two. Nat has two, but one of them was like year one. and So, it's pretty much you two. I mean, Corman has like a small claim because he's, he's always consistently pretty good. But, yeah, but no titles, so, I mean, what are you going to do? 100%. I mean, if you're not winning ring, I mean, what is he, you know, he's Philip Rivers. Like, all right, you can go yeah. into the Hall of Fame. It's Good fine. For you. You're not a goat. You so. got you to gotta win rings to really matter. So so tell us why you're better than Henry. Yeah, I think, uh, so I was trying to think of, like, an analogy for it. And I think, like, if you're comparing us to football players i'm gonna do quarterbacks but i think maybe the best comparison for me is like randy moss right no prep just get out on the field and then exciting things still might happen 100 percent um henry i didn't come up with like a non-qb comparison but i tried to like uh maybe switch it over so i think if we go to like qbs henry is manning uh so he's like he has like great football sense he's like playing to win the game um but he's not like 
this high intensity, super focused, like optimizing like Corman. Corman's a little more Brady esque if, if Brady got all of his trophies revoked for uh deflate gate. Uh, and, yeah, I, uh, I know I'm with this. And then I think I'm probably more like I don't think there's a perfect analogy, but maybe like Favre, where Yeah. Not the greatest year in and year out career. Yeah. But when he's on fire, he's a gunslinger. Wants to watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just you draft well. I mean, you've made zero moves this year. I mean, you're only two and three, but you're right there. You're in the hunt for everything. And that's kind of yeah. you. And I mean, you, had you... I, if I would have uh, put my money where my mouth was and not started Burrow, after, I mean, you get one, I would have lost one game because I would have started him at some point, but I did it again even after I trashed him. And that literally cost me the week last week. So, yeah. So, is, so Brady's your guy going forward now? Yeah, I dropped Burrow. Yeah. You, you haven't even looked at like oh maybe you know so and so but you're just riding with Brady now. Yeah, I I honestly didn't even look at what quarterbacks were available. Yeah, I just, just dropped start throw, Brady's team now. Ride with Brady. Yeah, for sure. So you're two and three. How how do you feel about your team? Uh, you know, like that's you're you're in the right spot. You know. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think uh, like obviously you want to be like a hundred points above everybody and that kind of thing, but. Short of that, I think as long as you make the playoffs, anything can happen. I think my team is perfectly poised to make the playoffs, so still optimistic for the season. Um, I think I've got a deep enough bench, especially with all this COVID stuff, that um, that might actually benefit me disproportionately this year. Yeah, I was looking at your lineup. So you don't really have a star running back, but you have four good ones. You know, you're as deep as anyone at RB. Uh, was that a strategy or just kind of worked out that way? Uh no, it wasn't. I think I was uh, pretty cautious in this draft about overspending, and so it just kind of worked out this way. Uh, this was a – I think the draft kind of oscillates back and forth between – or maybe it's just random. Some years it feels like people go big and then there's just junk left at the end, and this year it felt like there was a lot of mid-level value to get picked up, and since I didn't spend big, I just picked up a few guys in the middle. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you, you still have Hopkins and Kelsey who I would – you know, they're tight end one, wide receiver one, but – you're running back Singletary, Montgomery, Drake, Madison. Like they're, they're all going to get you 15 points. But uh, I would kill for that kind of depth because after my one running back, I'm it's horrendous. Um, so Henry's 0 and 5. Do you feel bad for him at all? And he's like number what two in points or something. Uh, I do feel bad for him because I've I've definitely had games like that or seasons like that too where it just feels like you get bad matchups all along. Yeah. Um, but I think. You know, we're early enough in, uh, I guess not for 0-5. You might be done at 0-5. I was going to say, can he get back into it if he goes 6-1? and one, You know, or 7-1. Seven, seven I guess 7-1. and one. I, I can't imagine him going 7-0, and but, or 8-0, but 7-1? and Because we play, what, 13 games? Yeah, I think 7-6. and 7-6 six, seven and six usually will, is the cutoff. There'll be one 7-6 team in, there'll be one out, and we, we he'll probably have the tiebreaker, so... Yeah, I mean, technically, he there's nothing there's nothing stopping him from getting in the playoffs. Like seven seven and six gets in, yeah. Especially with whatever with his points, points he'll yeah. probably have, assuming that his team is good enough to get to seven and six. Right. So, um, not impossible, but yeah, obviously not a good position to be in. So I don't I don't give him good odds. So, the biggest topic of kind of the week in in the thread was there was like I don't know if it's our I think it's our like third trade of the season. Uh, it happened Saturday night at, I don't know, 10, 
8.30 p.m. or maybe it was Sunday morning, but Dirk traded Ingram or Nick Chubb, who's hurt. We don't really know. The Browns have really said nothing how long he's out. For Ingram and James White with Tyler. Corman found out four days later and was a little mad yet last night. What do you? What is your take on the trade? What is your take on Corman's take? So I'm not actually up to speed on Corman's take. Corman's take is that Dirk has got ripped off. Yeah, the, like he specifically said, well, okay, so Dirk lost the, the trade. I think so too, but I, I mean, Dirk's 4-1. and one. I understand where he was coming from. Nick Chubb doesn't help him right now, and it's do or die for Dirk. So whatever, he lost the trade. I, but I think Corman's mad two things out of that. One, he's mad that Tyler really didn't shop Nick Chubb, which we can talk about this in a second. Is it his responsibility to tell everyone that someone's on the market? Like, I don't think so. But I think so. Corman was a little offended by that or mad. And then also, he commented something that Tyler's such a nice guy that like, you know, Dirk wanted to trade with him or is more willing to, you know. Which I I would say credit to Tyler for being that guy. Then. Yeah, if you got the persona, go ahead and use it. I mean, right. I I can't hold Tyler against ripping somebody off. I don't think it's that big of a rip off. I mean, Dirkus probably could have shopped and done a hair better, but I mean, you're not upset with either of those running backs, and I don't know who's about to give Dirkus, except for maybe me, but like two decent running backs. No, um, and Ingram's, in. Ingram's playable every week. Yeah. And Nick Chubb's out so, for five more weeks. What? How does that help Dirk right now when he's one and four? Exactly. I really like this trade from both sides um, because Dirkus is making moves to stay alive and Tyler's kind of playing the long game. It would be hard to imagine Tyler not making the playoffs at this point. So you just start optimizing your team for a playoff run at this it point. It makes a ton Tyler. of sense for him. But Dirk was just do or die. I get where he was coming from. And what's funny is when Corman's mad about this trade, now I don't know who Tyler te- – I assume Dirk texted Tyler, whatever. Corman Saturday night, let's set the picture. He drank 25 beers. I was with him in Pittsburgh. At one point in the night, he tripped over a soft-sided cooler and slammed off the deck. Like, like didn't catch himself at all. And I had stopped drinking because I was going – I was waiting for Sunday, so I was pretty sober. I had a couple beers and quit. And uh, he was like – annihilated he was in a drinking competition with olivia who had like 18 beers our friend corman had 25 and dirk had a weird zoom call with corman in the middle of this with his navy new girlfriend we'll get that answer on maybe on the pod next week um it was bizarre but corman was in no shape to be like maybe maybe dirk did text well you know what dirk might have been banged up oh. i didn't even think of that side of it but i assume it had corman been in I the works was in the thread I assumed it had been in the works, but whatever. Um, yeah, Dirk was pretty drunk. I forgot about that. I mean, that. yeah, Corman had, was 25 beers in. How do we know that they didn't talk football on the call or whatever? Yeah, 100%. And uh, Tyler might have texted him. I don't know. But I just don't think it's Tyler's job or Dirk's – well, not Dirk. But Ty, Corman wanted Chubb. It's not Tyler's job to, like, text every single person, I don't think. Um, no, it's yeah, getting Chubb. It's not like, hey, guys, I'm about to get Chubb. If anybody else wants to make a better offer, now's your chance. Like, no. Yeah. Whatever. And Dirk and Corman are seemingly buddies, but hey, be mad at Dirk for not texting you. Don't don't take it out on Tyler for being a nice guy. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that Dirkus perused all the rosters, too, and like offered a trade for ones that he was interested in. He didn't send anything to me. Marta did send something to me in it, like, for a minute and then disappeared. Marta sent I, I feel me, like he's done that to me before, too. 
Marta sent me a trade almost every week. One, because I'm probably, I don't know, I didn't look through everyone. I'm one of the few teams with two good tight ends. I have Hawkinson on my bench. So Corman, Marta, Nat have all reached out on that guy. And it's on me. I just really haven't engaged. I'm like just not, whatever. But yeah, those three have reached out to me, but Tyler and Dirk haven't, which it's fine. I'm not really in the market. Yeah. We we used to trade, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, so much more. I think we were all just into it a little more and I don't know. Like, yeah, people people are busy now. So but, where, um, where what is your watching of football? Where is it at this year in this weird year fantasy? We're, we're up, down, same? Well, it's actually been nice because the last couple football seasons, specifically the last two, I was um, – like attending grad school classes. Oh, and so right. the way that grad school works is like pretty much every Sunday night, there's a deadline for yeah. homework. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm procrastinating, putting it off and then spending all day Sunday yeah. doing this instead of watching football. And so uh, I'm not in grad school anymore. Kind of put that on hold with my new job. And uh, it's been nice. You know, I kind of got okay. lazy Sundays back again. I can do yard work, like all that Good. kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm catching a, an okay amount of football. I mean, nothing like you guys, but I'll watch half the Bengals game or something. Yeah. So, my watching's the same, but with the Browns being 4-1, and one, to be honest, so much more of my concern is like, well, the Browns are good, the Browns are my... Like, like this Sunday, you know, or most Sundays, my, my move is brunch, Browns game now, you know what I mean? Like, we got a crew that brunch, yeah. Browns game, boom, boom, every weekend, you know, if you want to join, boom, come up, you know? No, I love that. So, I think that's going to kind of take away from my fantasy. I mean, obviously, I still care, and you know, I spend a ton of time but that's because what you're not watching red zone or not just just not thinking about fantasy on sundays yeah like so me and corman last weekend we now we were in pittsburgh with a friend so it was a little different but we did brunch and then eagle steelers first because the browns were four but like and then it's just all browns yeah the cowboys game was on at the bar but i mean we're into the you know the browns are making a playoff run hopefully and like this weekend browns are at one so i want to do brunch boom browns game if there's other games on at the bar, great, but, you know, it's about the Browns. Now, the right. later games, I'll be watching everything, which the late game this week's pretty good. It's uh, Green Bay versus um, Tampa Bay, so Brady Rodgers. So that's a pretty Love good it. one. Um, all right, so let's let's get your three best Champions League teams. We're heading into week six, which I think next week's the halfway point, so we're, we're pretty far along here. Yeah, um, I'm going to go... Tyler, which I don't think is any surprise, especially yeah. after the Trub trade. Like he set himself up for a nice deep playoff run. Um, that's a that's a layup. Um, number two for me is probably Dylan's team. Uh, Dylan is kind of one of those teams that, um, like, Dylan as like the fantasy persona is like one of the guys that's listening to all the podcasts, like trying to find the value pickups and stuff. Like he's very educated in doing his research leading up to the season, right? And usually I personally feel as though that makes his team like, like he's trying too hard to find these hidden gems in the rough and he like, you know, misses the forest for the trees kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Overthinks. And doesn't really have like the, the good solid pieces that he needs in place. Yeah. He's got all these like, oh, hidden gem guys. I've, I'm guilty um, of that. Crony, I think Grony is that, but even worse normally. Interesting. Um, and uh, third. I don't know. There's a there's a couple bubble teams at third for me. Um, I mean, Corman's put up results. Don't like to say it. Um, 
Nat's got a pretty solid team overall, um, but he's got a tough division, so I'm not really optimistic about his playoff chances. Yeah. Um, he's got that. And then I honestly do still like my team. I've, I've had a couple bad uh, starts decisions, but going forward, especially with kind of the depth of my bench, I might be able to sneak into the playoffs and make yeah, some things happen. Yeah, when bye weeks hit, you're going to be really tough because you do have that depth, and I, I certainly don't. I don't think Corman has in our division. Like, Corman's team's really good, but he doesn't have the depth um, yep. when bye weeks start hitting. So, I, and I, I, I jotted it down. So, Dylan's 4-1. and one. He's Him, me, and Kumar are probably the longest-running owners in this league without a title. And Dylan has – I've been to two championship games. Kumar and Dylan, you haven't. But is Dylan for real is my question. It sounds like you think so. Four and one. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. He's got. Uh, it's just all clicking. I think he's kind of finally hit on all these long shots, which is not that they're long shots this year, but you know they're not the big ticket names, and yeah, typically that means that you know I don't know, it may or may not work out. When you do that six times, then it means maybe your team has some holes, and he's kind of it's all worked together this year. Yeah. All right. So let's flip it. Who's your three worst Champions League teams? Oh, uh, Dirkus. Yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> his bench is just so bad. Uh, bad. And his starters aren't great. Um, um, Grony. So, I mean, his team is also just bad. Um, yeah. And he, he had auto draft, though. So, you know, you can't really hold that against them. I uh, respect that he's still out there managing his team after that fiasco. Yeah. Um, and then eh, probably Kumar as well. I mean, he, he also did the auto draft. Um, I don't know. I just, nothing about his team gets me going. No, it's not special. For sure. What it's is, very forgettable, and yeah. I think that could easily just slide into nothingness. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so I'm watching this. So how have you, random question for you. No, yeah, how have you liked the uh, new divisions this year? Good. I mean, ours is tough and Nats is tough. So there is, there's definitely the two clear, really tough ones: the Seattle one and us. Um, I was kind of thinking though. I think maybe we should start doing one of two things because look, the goal is to get everyone watching together, and me and Corman watch every week, so that's that's always going to happen. But like Nat and Henry aren't watching games, and maybe it's COVID related, but they're not watching games even though they're in Seattle. Like they're just not like. Nat's not Sunday morning. Nat's not like, let's go to the bar. That's not him. You know what I mean? And it's fine. So I was thinking two things maybe for next year. One, we do random where it'd be a fun, like zoom, like we pull them might be like a fun night. We all drink on a Friday night and you know, Kumar pulls the three. It might be fun. Uh, the other thought is, you know, the NFL, the way they, they, they promote parody is like, the top, like, you take the top six and put them in two divisions, the bottom six from the year and put them in divisions. I mean, obviously, fantasy is whatever, but that that is how the NFL kind of promotes. Like, so the Browns last year finished third, so they, they play other third-place teams from other divisions. But I, I kind of really like the idea of, of Kumar just pulls them every year we do. So you, wanna, you would actually put all the worst teams together in a division? It's a thought, yeah. It's a thought. Okay. 
it, it would promote yeah because essentially that is the same thing as what they do in the nfl where it's like we need extra games for these people and they play yeah. the shittier teams yeah. more often so okay. like say like yeah. the three you just named dirk Grony kumar none of them are gonna make the playoffs this year if you put all three of them together well one of them's got to make the play you know what i mean it's a way to make sure everyone which i think we have enough yeah. parity anyway every like even though like i haven't won and kumar hasn't won and dylan hasn't won we've all made the playoffs a lot like there's not some team in here that's just a joke you know you know what we could do too to kind of even further spark the rivalries is like uh do a uh, draft of it where Ooh, like who you the top play. four finishers of the season draft love, who's in their that. league so like you're like fuck you for picking me i'm gonna be I, lo- I, lo- I actually love that idea i think we should throw that to the group and obviously they'll hear about it but i love that like a friday night we're all all right C- corman you won the league you get to pick first who you want in your division or whatever you know like yeah, that'd be fun. It's a pretty good idea. Cause uh, I think the MLBs played with that in the playoffs, where like the one seed will get to pick who they play first or whatever. Yeah, we'll have to. Right. We'll, I'll, next time I have Kumar on, I'll throw these ideas out to him. And uh, yeah, I like it. It's just like I said, the regional thing is cool, like whatever. But I think Dirk and Marta aren't watching football together. Like they're just not. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's a cool thought, but. Yeah. It really doesn't do anything. Me and Corman, like, we played this past weekend when we were in Pittsburgh together. We were more concerned about the Steelers and the Browns game. Like, we weren't – there was a little bit of, like, when we were setting lineups and stuff, but I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Corman's always going to be my rival if he's in my division or not. Like, I want to beat the guy, you know. Right. We also need, like, uh, better Sacco, like, punishment. For sure. We've always joked like, about that. We've been saying it for years, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, we never do anything good. You know, it'd be so much easier if we're all together. You know, you'd, oh, he has to buy, like, and my, my Philly league, we used to do, the guy has to buy the the beer for the next draft when we were doing a live draft. So, I mean, it was, it was like $60 worth of beer, you know. Um, you know what, uh... So this idea popped in my head the other day because I was watching YouTube and went down some rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But um, do you know like Omegle? No. It's like uh, it just pairs you up with random strangers to do video chats like we're doing now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like you can just you can just like next people. You're like, nah, fuck you. And you just click yeah, and yeah, go yeah. to the next chat room. And it's one-on-one. Um, yeah, chat room, chat them, room like, left back when we were college. Stupid... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should make them do something absolutely just stupid on that and like stream it for 30 minutes that's or something. pretty solid that's a good one like we i mean that's that's hysterical and, it, yeah, it's, and everybody it's, else could sit in a google call and watch it watch live it live drink. yeah it gives us yeah. entertainment i agree i think that well there's no reason we can't do that you have to do it 30 minutes Almost, yeah. almost like you got impractical jokers. Like you have to say what we want you to say. Yes. Or whatever. Oh, that's what it should be. We feed them things they have to do. Yeah, this. you you have to say this or whatever. You know. Oh my god, it's so perfect. Yeah, have a the earpiece or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you could just text them too, and just you're true. watching live, and you just yeah, true. Like, hey, you need to do this or whatever. The next person, you gotta pretend that I don't know. Yeah, whatever. T- take your shirt off or whatever for the next one. Just whatever. That's a great idea. I love this. We're getting good ideas for the league. You got anything else for the league before we go to the hot take round? Um, no, I don't think so. All right, let's do hot take round. All right. A Friday night out, would you rather go to the pumpkin patch or a haunted house? Haunted house for sure. Very cool. Love them. Get, get hit a happy hour and then a haunted house. Do you like horror movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which... 
like what's the one coming out right now the Jennifer Lawrence one I heard it's not that great like so it's out it's not coming out but it was supposed to go to theaters and they threw it on Amazon or something yeah I feel like good horror movies never have stars in them they're just kind of like random people nobody you know yeah. Um, I just watched like some horror series on Netflix that really stuck too. I um, saw the the Village is back on Netflix. I haven't seen it in ten years, so I'm probably gonna watch that one of these nights here coming. Is that the M Night Shyamalan thriller? Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's it's good. I just haven't seen it in a long time. Um. Okay. But yeah. We'll have yeah, to horror do horror movie recommendations for anybody watching. Uh, yeah, the Hill House on Netflix, the series is actually really good. Um, and what movie? Um, I don't know. I'll take one for the end of the episode, though. All right. Yeah, I need one. All right. So over the weekend, because Joe Burrow let you down, you said you're a Browns fan. Is this true? <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean. It's one of those things where it's like you never learn. Like, I know exactly how this offseason's going to go. Like, we're going to be like, all right, we just need to shore up at line, like, make some cool, smart moves in free agency. It's like, it's literally never going to happen. Like, we're not going to pay anybody in free agency. Mike Brown only pays for people that will sell jerseys. So he's not drafting like three linemen in a row. Um, so yeah. it's, it's not going to fix itself and he's going to just uh, lose his career in Cincy. So he's just getting beat up. You're out on him. Yep. And honestly, even if it wasn't for the Bengals O-line, like, you know, I was, I heard some stat that like he's on pace for like the second or third most like sacks in a season ever. Um, And, but even that aside, like if you're this generational talent or close to that, you got to have like some impressive throws that I've seen so far. And I just frankly haven't seen any like throws where I'm like, Whoa, how did he yeah. pull that off? It's just a bunch of, like, inaccurate, not good garbage. The the thi- So the thing with him, because he's, like, 23 or whatever, he's, like, a year younger than Baker. Like, he was ready to play in the sense that, like, he was ready from day one. But I would definitely take that Tua down in Miami who hasn't played yet just on upside. Um, and that's even, like, he's, like, he's like older than Sam Darnold, who, you know, the Jets have ruined. But I think if I was another team, like the Steelers or something, that – you know they have an old quarterback. I'd I'd call the Jets and try and get a hold of him. Maybe you can, maybe you can fix him because he was so raw coming out. Whereas Joe's ceiling might be lower, but he was ready to play in the sense that like, yeah, no, he's very serviceable out yeah. there if he had time. But he doesn't have time, and it doesn't appear to me as though he's making good throws at all. With I mean, not a lot of data because he doesn't have time to make the throws. But it's like, true. if if he had a lot of time, I don't think he'd be like just wowing us with these pinpoint passes yeah. and dissecting the defense. Yeah, he's not Mahomes. So uh, the Browns are 4-1. and one. Are they for real? I think so. I do. Can, um, can they beat the Steelers? I don't in? know. Something about COVID feels like the Browns fan base is there more than everybody <laughs> else's, and I think that's that's helping them. Uh, they have 12,000 in there, and they, they sound loud. I mean, the, the ones they're going are obviously diehard. So – can they beat the Steelers? I just mean like even not at the stadium. It's like oh yeah, this the town. Whole, everybody is still excited about football, and so, every other city's like, I'm sitting at home. Okay, this town's on fire right now with them at four and one. But they play the Steelers this weekend. If they beat the Steelers, I think some people are a little like, eh, let's wait at like another. You know, look, we've been burnt so much. But if they beat the Steelers, 
I mean, people might bets not go to work on Monday. Like, all bets are off. <laughs> so, can't do you think they can beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh Sunday? Uh, I think so. I do. I think the Browns are pretty solid, and the Steelers are obviously very beatable. All right, so we're going to do an action. Do you, um, are you guys so random Brown City sports question? Are, are most people generally happy for LeBron? Uh, it's 50-50. I mean, this year being weird, I would say most people my age are happy for him. You know, like, we want him, like, he's our GOAT, and there's that. LeBron's really not playing against anyone alive right now, or anyone playing. He's playing against Jordan. Like, that's, his legacy, the rest of his career is just, what is, how are we going to compare him to Jordan? So, for him winning more, even though I hate the Lakers, like, I want that argument to keep getting padded and you know he's in play to be the number one overall points scorer and Jordan's fourth which not that that's bad but like I want LeBron to get that like I want him to get all these things so I would say everyone that's like my age yes happy you know the older generation maybe not as much and then the other thing is Akron loves him a lot more than even like you know some of these towns up around Cleveland just you know he's our kid if you will Um, sure so it's 50 50 there's there's not a lot of like hate anymore. That's that's pretty much gone. But yeah, yeah, it was a weird playoff season too. Exactly, it's like that made it so hard. To watch without it's not the energy. It made it so hard. Um, yeah, I'd say it's fifty fifty, and even the fifty that aren't per se happy, they're not. There's not a ton of hate anymore. It's like whatever. I wish he was in Cleveland, but it's good for him or whatever. You know, I can't root for the Lakers, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, I think if he gets another one, then this validates this weird bubble one even more because it's like, all right, he's won two more. But I think some people are like, eh, there's an asterisk, but whatever. All right, so I got something fun. We're going to do action movie star bracket. I'm going to give you two action movie stars. You pick one. They're all big names. And then we're going to get down to your favorite action movie star. So I try to... I already know who it is. I think I know too. All right, so I tried to keep them like... The compare like the brackets, they're close to the same generation, if you will. Arnold Schwarzenegger is sliced alone. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. I don't like Stallone, honestly. That really? Because I'm not a I'm not a Rocky guy, so it's just like. See, so I love Rocky, but really, the action. My favorite with him is I like I really like Rambo: First Blood. Yeah. But I mean Arnold. I mean, come on, he's Terminator. I mean, yeah, Terminator. Yeah, come on. So. Clint Eastwood or Harrison Ford? Ooh, I like Harrison Ford more. I mean, he's got Star Wars, uh, all the Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah. Um, Clint, Clint's, Clint Eastwood's a little... So, Westerns are my favorite movies. Clint's actually not even my favorite. I like a lot of his stuff, but he's more Western to me. Uh, Bruce, yeah, exactly. Bruce, Bruce Willis or Mel Gibson? Ooh. Die Hard, uh, Braveheart. These are good ones. Yeah, um, I don't know. Mel Gibson's such a loony that I just don't know if I, I know. can watch him again. I know. Uh, I'd probably go Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I like I mean, the Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense is great, Die Hard. Mel Gibson's in that new Santa, the weird fat man. It's weird, weird movie. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, look it up. It's called The Fat Man, and it's like, he's so he's Santa, the fat man, and he's been in hiding, which it's definitely a play on his career, how he's like been banished. I don't know, it's weird, dark okay. Christmas comedy. Like, real dark. Oh, wow. So strange. Yeah. 
It's definitely, it's Let's definitely. Contend with a hitman sent from a disappointed child. Yeah. All right, I would actually watch that. No, I'm gonna watch it too. It's got my interest. It's just, it's weird. Did uh, you um? Did you happen to see like the new Netflix uh, horror movie that Adam Sandler did? No. Is it corn? Oh, okay. It just, I mean, it looks just god awful. Yeah. And just... there was some quote where like from Sandler that said. Uh, if I don't win an Oscar for um, Uncut Gems, then I'm going to make the worst movie anyone's ever seen. <laughs> Some people it. think he maybe took him up on it, or I don't know. Because Netflix gave him like $100 million to make three movies, I think, or something like up front. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. All right, so the last one, Keanu Reeves or Tom Cruise? Man. That's not, geez, you picked good ones to pair together, because... Those two, yeah. uh, Matrix is my favorite movie of all time, um, but uh, I love Tom Cruise. I gotta go Tom Cruise. I've been going through every Tom Cruise movie. I watched Color of Money last night. He, that guy was really good. Like, I watched the one where he's in high school playing football. Like, I watched all these old ones recently. Uh, Risky Business. Like, all and he was just cranking out. You know, Top Gun. Like, in like eighty eight oh, to eighty nine and ninety, just killing it. But I love Keanu too. I mean, I love Speed. Two good men. Yeah, a few good men. All right, so those are the four. I maybe I left some people out, but so then Arnold versus Harrison Ford. Gotta go Arnold again. I like Harrison Ford a lot, but I don't know if he like is full on action for me. Bruce Willis, Tom Cruise. Ooh, easy Tom Cruise. All right, so then Cruise versus Arnold Schwarzenegger in the finals. It's tough. Man, I mean Arnold as. Terminator is just like an all-time iconic so iconic. role. Um, but there is no Tom Cruise action movie that I won't go see and just don't get absolutely hyped about. So yeah. I gotta go Tom Cruise. Have you, have you seen that Tom Cruise one where he's the... It's it's a little less known, but alright, so Cruise is our winner, and then we'll talk about who I left off. But so... it's uh, Jamie Foxx is the cab driver, and he's got him hostage, and he's making him drive to all the hits. Making Tom Cruise drive? No, Tom Cruise is in the back of the cab, and he's making Jamie Foxx. Oh. I think it's called Collateral. Okay, you gotta watch I think I've it. I've heard of it. I haven't it's, seen it's, it though. It's a different. It's a different Cruise. Like he's a dark, uh, you know, killer. I'll send you the. I like Collateral. That. I like. It kind of was under the radar, but because I I've watched seriously any Tom Cruise movie that matters, but Collateral is the least famous of his. That's good, I would say. Okay. Yeah. He, so he gets so in this cab off, in LAX. I guess you're gonna say you left off the Rock. Okay. So the Rock. I also left off Kurt Russell. I don't know if you like him. Who else? I don't know if I've seen much of his stuff. Uh, action movies. Um, I mean, James Bond. Like any a James yeah, Bond. If you're anyone into that. that was Bond. Yeah. Um. Um. Which I actually have really liked. Uh, uh, whatever his name is, as the current James Bond. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's good. I'm not a huge Bond guy, but he's good. I mean... Yeah, I think the old Bond movies were a little cornier. Maybe they felt good at the time, but I feel like the new ones are actually, like, better movies. Netflix has a few of them running right now, and I went back and watched all of uh, uh, Daniel Craig's Bond movies, and I don't know. I liked them more at the time. They didn't really hold up as much. Um, Skyfall is still incredible, but um, the other one's not so much. Not as much. All right. Rank them. Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. Uh, Bud Light number one. Uh, I, it pains me to say it, but then Miller Light 
or excuse me, Coors Light number two, and Miller, my claim to fame beer from college, is all the way at number three. <laughs> number three now. Um, all right, Corman's engaged. What's what's your take on his bachelor party? Ooh, um, I think we should do New Orleans. Um, that uh, do you know when? Like what time? Well, so there's, of- they're getting married in next next December. They're doing a. a winter wedding so it'd be next fall football, okay. football season all right you know um, probably do october november yeah i think new orleans just because the not a lot of the group has i mean i've never been. Know, we haven't done a group trip there i've only been there for daniel jensen's wedding and that was a very non-party weekend yeah just wedding uh yeah and it was like just me and sam was in the wedding so i was just walking around the city by myself uh um yeah, and uh, I mean football there too. So yeah, I mean, I think like we got to do it. If the Saints are home, we could even swing it. You know, whatever, we'll figure that out. But all right, I am watching Arch Manning play right now. High school, I'm watching high school football. <laughs> it's it's a okay. real fun Thursday night here. So Arch Manning is not Peyton or Eli's kid. He's the, the Cooper's the third brother who was also good yeah. at football and then had a neck injury. It's his son, but I mean this kid's obviously fantastic. You can already tell. So Dirk has always made that claim that he could play. This was, well, I'll be fair to him. He said it when he was like 25. He could have went in and played quarterback in the Big Ten, like at Northwestern, and been pretty good at 25. Dirk says this about himself at 25? Yeah, he said, he used to say that. And it was, it was an insane comment because college football was <laughs> right. way out of his league. Do you think 32-year-old Dirk or 31-year-old Dirk is better at quarterback if you went and played high school football right now than Arch Manning who's a sophomore, so 15 in Louisiana? Um, probably just because mm, they're not tackling Dirk is. These kids are pretty big. <laughs> so I would say this. I think Arch is probably better than him, but I would say Dirk is better than the average high school quarterback for sure. But this kid, this kid's like six two, like rocket arm. Dirk, Dirk would need three weeks to learn. You know, if Dirk played high school football, yeah, it'd not, be different. you can't just stick him in; and he would be better. But I'm saying if Dirk has studied a playbook and put him in, um, I think he's more like you know, like a a college Heisman quarterback, where it's like he's going to get you better wins, but he's not like a better quarterback. Yeah. No, I agree he could play. I mean, you know, he just wouldn't be intimidated. I mean, the speed would be quick because he's never played, but um, he could kind of just roll around and make plays and sling the ball around. But I would probably take Arch personally. Um, so a little unorthodox for the fantasy podcast, but I'm reading a book right now called uh, um, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yeah, I've read that book. Pretty popular book, actually. Yeah. yeah. And they talk about, like, hockey players, how all the – uh-huh. Hockey players are born in like the first couple months of the year because yeah. of birthday cutoffs. Um, I wonder how much like if Arch or some other kid, you know, still the same body and everything, but just right. born somewhere else. If he would still be this phenomenal talent, clearly so good. It's true. I mean, because if you're older in hockey, playing against the younger kids, you get you're getting more playing time. You're getting you know you're just dominating earlier and stuff. Now I saw something yeah. interesting. There's not a whole lot of left-handed quarterbacks to begin with, but there used to be more. Steve Young and Boomer Esiason was one, and Mark Brunel. And it was Boomer Esiason was talking about why is there less. And his theory is um, the good... So, well, for starters, there's only 10% of the population that's left-handed, so there's already less. But 
then that should still mean there's maybe two or three in the NFL, and there's one, Tua. Well, his theory was most most of them are going to base. Like, the good athletic lefties right now are just going to baseball, like, at age eight. Sure. And they're already out of football, if you will. So, just interesting stuff there's like that. There's more probably coaching for pitching left-handed, too, than, like, yeah. every quarterback and coach is right-handed, too. Yeah. It's like it'd be hard exactly. to find somebody to help you with your mechanics. Yeah. You know, quarterbacks are supposed to be 6'4", or whatever, and we're getting shorter ones that are better. You know, Russell and even Baker and Drew Brees. And I think that was a self-fulfilling prophecy. It was like we had tall – obviously a tall quarterback helps, but we had tall quarterbacks because if you're tall when you're eight, you get put at quarterback. So the quarterbacks were taller. You know what I mean? Like the short kid didn't even get the chance to be yeah. quarterback. Now, like I said, you'd rather be 6'4 than 6' flat, but we are getting more and more shorter quarterbacks. Yeah, it's interesting. One, because uh, the I kind of sympathize thing. with that hockey story, too, because I was born in July, which is around the cutoff, too. And so I was usually playing with older kids and yeah. didn't make, like, an A sports team until eighth grade and right. then um, didn't make varsity. But it's almost, I, it's I almost like, discouraging right off the bat, you know? Yeah, I think as, like, a 21-year-old, like, just having played, again, intramurals with everybody in college, I think I could have walked onto any high school volleyball team. Like, there was so much more growth yeah. left that if I had a year of growth in all those times. Right, you know? for sure. Yeah, and I was I was older and taller than kids. And, you know, I got cut seventh grade basketball team, but then I grew, like, a foot in a year and made the team the next year. Like, it was just, like, luck, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was yeah. the, as tall as I am now in eighth grade, so I made the team, you know? Like... <laughs> I really want like I maybe another inch in high school maybe like I was a tall lengthy kid I right, put him on the team he's tall he must be you know like whatever and there were better athletes that definitely got cut they were short but sure just how it went. Tacos. so last thing I got I, I am a huge Halloween guy favorite holiday of the year do you have a, do you have a costume this year you don't have to tell us but do you have one or because COVID things are weird. No, we are going to uh, like a costume party at one of Sam's uh, friends' houses here in town. Um, we kicked around a couple ideas, but no, we haven't really okay. finalized and said anything. I, got you. I feel like we said one the other week that we were like, yeah, we should do that, but I don't remember what it was anymore. I got you. Yeah, I got a good one. Do you have something? I got a good one. Yeah, you I, you divulge it? No, I'll drop it on Champions League. The thing is, it's such a weird thing. We, I don't really have – I'm not going to a party, but I'm, I'm going to find one, so – I'll end up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll drop yeah, it. No, Halloween was definitely one of my favorite holidays for a long time, too. I always loved making the. I mean, I had Dead Mouse. I had the Kool-Aid oh, yeah. Man. Pablo. Pablo. Um, I've had some good ones. My my buddy uh, Franchi still calls you Pablo. Like, <laughs> he knows you as. Why wouldn't he, right? <laughs> Met you one night and you were Pablo Escobar. <laughs> oh, it was an all-timer. But, yeah, I got one, so we'll see. Uh, it's a bummer, but... I'll make it happen. Last year I was Dog the Bounty Hunter, which was okay. Not not a 10. But No, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. All right, you got anything else for the Are league? Are you more excited about this one than uh, Dog or less? Um, this one's more niche. Like, uh, same. My best one ever was Ric Flair. It's like, yeah, it's hard to top that. I mean, that one just works in the bar so well because everyone knows who it is. You know, the dog, the bounty hunter, not everyone really knew who, like some people are like, what, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, are you just a cop with a wig? 
flair like pretty much because especially because Corman was stone cold my buddy was hulk like we were all the, we worked because like four years in a row three years in a row we won the costume contest at the same bar the rustlers then i was jack from the shining and my two buddies male buddies were the twins we won that year and then we were up where i was the old man and my buddy was the kid that's a good one. Is, yeah. that, is this a contest in Philly? or? Yeah, that was in Philly. So we won it three years in a row. And last year was the first year I didn't go back. But I might I might end up <laughs> just go back this year and let's win it. <laughs> just take it back. Take it back. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I love that holiday. It's just so much fun. All right. I did recall, uh, if you're looking for a good horror movie, I really like Sinister. Sinister. I've heard of that, but never seen it. So good. I'll watch. Yeah came out maybe eight or ten years ago or something so i'm western guy and i just watched it's not i don't know that's brand new but hell or high water is on netflix it mm-hmm. imme- it immediately was like in my top five westerns of all time okay hell or high water i've never seen like a full-on like old western well this one's um, this one's like new it's bank robbers in texas now Oh, okay. So it's it's. I do like robbery movies a lot. It's a lot like um, No Country for Old Men, but like a little less dark. Mm-hmm. And No Country yeah, for Old Men is one of my favorite westerns. But so yeah, if you've never seen some of the old time, I mean, Tombstone's my favorite all time, bar none. Okay. Not even close. After that, old timey ones. You know, like old True Grits, good. I I'm not obsessive, but it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hell or High Water would be mine. Real good. Real, like, right, really I will good. give that a watch. All right, Garber, um, anything else? Yeah, one other thing. Did you see that insane UFC knockout this weekend? Oh, my goodness. Me and Corey were going nuts. Like, so it was a, a roundhouse kick for everyone that doesn't, doesn't didn't see it. And the guy, like, yeah, stood so there go for Google a... Google Buckley knockout. Stood there for a split second and tipped over like a tree. Like, was asleep. Yeah, so the dude, like... He tries to kick him with his left leg. The dude catches the leg. Oh, that's and he's just right. standing there holding the leg. And the guy whose leg is being held jumps up with his other leg, does a background house kick, and just nails him straight in the dome. It's it's the best knockout I've ever seen in, in UFC for sure. I mean, that that's how you kill people. Like literally oh, yeah. could have died. Because I mean, I think it was his back heel that got him. You know, that's hard part. Yeah, that's I a mean, hard part of the right foot. To the, like, the, the front of your face. He he was asleep immediately on his feet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's like a couple of camera angles. If you, there's one where you literally see him like kind of doing the days like wobbly motion, and then just boom, head straight to the mat again. That guy's never fighting again. I think it's coming up in the next two three weeks. That Russian that beat McGregor's finally fighting again. Oh, Nangam, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Khabib. Khabib. First time back since, it's been two years. Yeah, now he's probably been fighting just random dudes in his basement. But like, yeah, first time back. I think it's like next weekend or the weekend after, so I'll definitely be watching that one. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw actually that that like full fight got posted to YouTube, so I might go watch the Khabib-McGregor fight again tonight. I mean, it's a good one. Even the McGregor, like got beat but I, he hung around much longer than he should have like could be right. dominated and him. it was he always could have just like got a hit off it was it was never like he was getting he was never like losing because he was getting smacked around no you know so it's always a chance that he could have just yeah he was getting in bad spots him. but he was able to like 
protect himself once he was in a bad spot and just hold out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the other good fight coming up is Nagandu's going to fight... Uh, I forget, but I really like... Nagandu's my favorite young... And he's a heavyweight. Now, heavyweights are the best, in my opinion, you know. So. All right, Garber. All right, man. Well, thanks for having me on. I uh, Work has definitely cooled off for me. I know I had to cancel on that Thursday night. Good. Uh, yeah, come up. Thing we had planned, but... Um, I need to come up for a weekend and watch some football and hopefully some UFC too. Yeah, maybe we could do a UFC and then like you could join us for our Browns and Brunch crew, you know? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we we pick like a, a different brunch spot and then boom, Browns game, whatever. So, all right, man, it was good talking to you. And yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch.